0: 18 plus the world is waiting waiting for new thinking for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community working together to create a better future for all and that future it can be found here at uc riverside bold hearts brilliant minds
2: from autosport.com and autosport magazine i'm your host ariana bravo and this is the autosport podcast Formula One's first visit to Qatar and today it was Max Verstappen that topped the timesheets in FP1 while Valtteri Bottas was fastest in FP2. In both sessions Pierre Gasly managed to come home second fastest. We saw the drivers trying to get to grips with the new track and in the process many of them taking a little trip over the curbs which caused uh, some upset for the cars but joining me today is Motorsport.com's F1 editor Jonathan Noble. John, how are you doing?
1: not too bad energy levels are definitely a step down from last weekend and last weekend was a step down from the previous weekend but we can see the see the light at the end of the tunnel now so i think well everyone will be looking forward to a bit of a, a weekend after what has been a pretty incredible three weeks i reckon
2: yes of course we are coming to the end of our final triple header and the end of the season, and it's it's been a long one, but it has been an exciting one. And as I mentioned in the introduction, we are racing in Qatar this weekend. First time that Formula One cars are taking to the track here. Uh, before we get into the details of how everyone went today in the practice sessions, I want to start by just clarifying what has happened in regards to Mercedes and their... um their request for a right to review for the turn four incident in Brazil between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton where both cars went wide uh, as Lewis tried to overtake Max. There was no investigation necessary at the time uh, but of course since that we have had updates and today we had the outcome of the uh, investigation? Can I call it an investigation? What do I call it? Uh
1: Stewart Stewart's hearing. I think it's fair hearing. to call it Stewart's he- yes. hearing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, investigation sounds uh, a bit more uh, serious than than what it was. But John, can you just talk us through what the outcome of that was, please?
1: So the the it was it's basically called a right right of review, which is basically open to any competitor that if they find um, a piece of evidence that's um, new, relevant, um, and the key thing is significant that wasn't available when a decision is made by the FIA at an event, then they can bring that forward within a 14-day window and ask the stewards to potentially look again at the incident. So um, Mercedes obviously unhappy with Max Verstappen, you know, not even being investigated for what happened in Brazil last weekend. So they basically delivered Max's forward-facing onboard camera and a 360-degree camera footage of the incident, which they believed offered a bit of fresh insight into the incident and that Max you know, hadn't turned as aggressively as he should have done to get through the corner and instead was, you know, quite a shallow steering angle to to push Lewis wide. So the stewards met, they met yesterday and deliberated quite late on last night into Qatar. They met again this morning um, and we got a quite lengthy explanation from the stewards, um, which basically have to decide not, not if Verstappen did right or did wrong last week, it's to decide if this new evidence gets across the threshold of being what the fi demands so they decided that yes it was new because they didn't have the onboard footage at the time they confirmed it was relevant because obviously an onboard footage is something they look at forever incidents and have been used in the past if we look back to uh, lewis hamilton in qualifying for the 2020 austrian grand prix um, it was some 360 onboard camera of lewis hamilton's car that was brought by red bull to show that lewis had passed the yellow flag and not a yellow light and had not backed off, um, but on the significant element, the stewards rejected it. They basically said that they felt um, that both um, Michael Massey, race director, and themselves had got enough information from other video, ca- other video angles, which was the helicopter shot, um, which was Lewis Hamilton's onboard shot, um, and the trackside television cameras to judge that the incident was basically they felt was football's a kind of an equivalent in football of play on basically so they were satisfied that this onboard footage wasn't significant so basically they drew a line under the matter so it doesn't necessarily mean so we didn't really get an answer as to whether they stand by the stand by the ruling on did Max Verstappen push Lewis Hamilton off the track so all we got so far is a ruling that this new evidence wasn't good enough to reopen the investigation which has left the whole of the sport in a bit of confused state now because no one especially seems to know what the racing rules are anymore.
2: On the note of investigations and um, the stewards and the FIA, I also wanted to just briefly touch on this talk that we're hearing from Red Bull about their um, question, shall we say, regarding the rear wing on the Mercedes. They've sort of been hinting that a protest could be coming potentially. Can you give us a bit of flesh uh, with regards to what, what they are referring to there and what their issue is or potential issue?
1: Yeah, so, so Red Bull believe that the, the straight line speed advantage that Lewis Hamilton has had in recent races, but most especially in, in Brazil, where they, I think yesterday estimate it was 27 kilometres an hour. So they think part of this is being contributed by the, the the main plane of the rear wing, which is kind of the second element flexing down at high speed, obviously will then reduce drag. Um, so Kristen Horner believes that they've got photographic proof of some kind of scuff marks on the inside of the end plate which shows that the element is um, flicking down. Um, It's quite hard to pinpoint actually on video footage um, when the car's moving on the track, but Red Bull are keeping a very close eye on it. They've they've urged the FIA to look at it. And this was the area where, if you remember, go back to the Brazilian weekend when Max Verstappen got out of his car, you know, he felt his own main plane, pulled it back a bit and then went across Lewis's car to feel his, just to feel if it was as flexible as, as Red Bull suspect. Um, so this is the area of focus um, Red Bull obviously keeping a close eye now on what wing Mercedes use because um, they suspect that this wing design hasn't necessarily been used at all the races may not be used at um, some tracks because obviously especially Qatar with a lot of high speed corners the benefits aren't as great as when you've got a track um, that's either lots of long straights like we have in Jeddah or as a combination of slow speed corners and long straights just like we had in Turkey for example and Brazil as well is a quite you know long kind of combination of low speed and um, long straights. So I mean Red Bull I mean th- this is a fascinatingly intense championship battle now between Mercedes and Red Bull. Um, Andrew Shovelin from Mercedes said there's a lot of mortars being fired across both sides now. So it's a battle being fought on track. It's a battle being fought off track. Um, Mercedes pushed the right review here. Red Bull says if that wing runs again, they will protest it. Um, and then it'd be down to the FIA to investigate if there has been a rules breach or not.
2: The two teams are really throwing absolutely everything they can at it as we draw to an end of this season. Um, now, let's talk about what we actually saw today at the track, because first time seeing the Formula One cars make their way around the circuit. What do you make of the circuit?
1: I often find it's quite difficult sometimes to to understand racetracks tracks. Um, when you're just watching it on television, some circuits you can get quickly kind of get used to it and work out where the corners are and where the, the complexes are and the sequences are. But the difficulty with I find with Qatar is all the all the corners and complexes look remarkably similar. So I haven't really got a kind of feel of the different elements of the track or where things where things are at. So I think it's a venue that the drivers quite like. We heard Daniel Ricciardo today say it was quite fun the first lap. So I think it's going to be quite quite a challenge and quite a thrill for single laps in qualifying but I'm not convinced it's going to be that good for racing because there aren't aren't especially many places for overtaking
2: yeah and we also saw today that one of the challenges that that some of the drivers were facing were those curbs um I went for a track walk yesterday and that is something that we picked up on straight away the curbs are not all of them, it's just a few of them that are very uh, aggressive and you can see that damage would be done if the drivers do run wide. How much of an issue do you expect that to be over the weekend? Of course, today, you know, they're finding their feet, they're pushing the limits, familiarising themselves. Uh, do you think that they'll be able to get their heads around that today and so we won't see it pop up so much in qualifying and come race day or do you think there's something that could catch them out for the rest of the weekend?
1: Now, no, normally what happens is you find these problems on Friday, um, and issues get highlighted, and um, you see car damage, and then people get worried about, oh, this is going to be a huge issue in qualifying, and they're not going to finish the race. But normally, drivers, you know, these are the best drivers in the world, yeah. um, and normally they know they know where the limits are and where it's not. So it doesn't doesn't prevent them potentially being issues in qualifying if they're pushing to the limit. I mean, the the times are quite close today, considering it's a it's a brand new track. Um, there wasn't much much of a massive field spread so if you're having to push for the final two three temps on a track where you kind of need to abuse the track limits and curbs a little bit then there is a potential risk in qualifying of people smashing floors and smashing the front wings but I think normally what happens then is they pull themselves back in the race anyway because you're into tyre conservation mode you can be in fuel conservation mode Um, you, you can't really follow anyone too closely through the high speed stuff so I think it We may hit some problems in qualifying if drivers run wide and smash across these curbs, but I don't think it's going to be a kind of a killer on Sunday.
2: Okay, and I wanted to ask more generally, what did you make of how the different teams fared today? As I mentioned, we had a Red Bull topping the timesheets in FP1, Mercedes topping the timesheets in FP2, Pierre Gasly sitting in P2 for both of the practice sessions. What did you make of the performance that you saw from some of the, well, all of the drivers and teams? Is there anyone that stuck out to you as, well, doing very well? We've mentioned Pierre there already and those that maybe just seem to be struggling a lot more.
1: Yeah, I think today was more, I don't think we've seen the, the full potential of the cars today. I think, you know, drivers are getting used to a completely new track. Some have been, some have done quite a lot in the simulators. Some haven't. Some team simulators are more advanced than others. Um, different run programs so it was quite a, quite a mixed up day I think I don't think we have an answer tonight about Red Bull v Mercedes in terms of who's who can come out on top um, I think today was a, a kind of a ability to find work out the track work out what's needed and for the drivers especially to work out where where they can push the limits with the kerbs a little bit more what's the track grip like how does the track grip change um, between the time of the two sessions because obviously the morning sessions in the daytime the second session was the afternoon so the track temperatures changed so I think today was more an understanding of what's happening as opposed to giving us a, a proper answer but i mean gasly and um which senna pretty up there as well yeah, i mean quite imp- quite impressive performance from alfarari seem to have you know found a good spot with their car now just consistently um kind of banging it in there we know gasly's confidence is on the up so could be another weekend where you know maybe Alpha Tauri emerges that ahead of that kind of chasing pack behind Mercedes and Red Bull.
2: Definitely worth keeping an eye on them as the weekend unfolds. Um, In terms of the battle between the Mercedes and Red Bull, as you said, we're not necessarily at a point where we can say definitively who the track suits more, but from what the drivers have said after the sessions have either of the teams or the drivers come out and said anything notable about how they felt in the car today?
1: I think they like the challenge. I think, you know, as I mentioned, Daniel's, it, it was fun radio message, um, you know, driving a Formula One car on a sequence of high, medium, high-speed corners is always a always a great thrill. Um, I think the only issue is the, the track limits problem in terms of drivers being un, unsure of where they can push it, where they can't push it, what curbs they can run across, what curbs they can't run across. Um, Valtteri Bottas today says it's quite confusing as to what he could and couldn't do and where he could cut it. Um, so I think that may become more of a talking point as the, the weekend progresses, just in terms of. Where can they where can they push the limits and is Michael Massey going to pull them back and rein them back a bit? Because this morning it was you know a long list of corners where track limits were being policed. Then he sent another document after fb one um, erasing all that and basically just saying that the track limit will effectively be um, ruled as the the curb on the exit. So if the if a wheel's not touching the curb on the exit, then that will be um, ruled as a breach of track limits. So we'll see if that we'll see what comes out of the driver's briefing this evening if there's going to be any change and how that gets approached for the weekend. So I think that'll be how the track limits of police will be critical to drivers understanding where they can push and finding that that final limit.
2: Now, I am going to put you on the spot, even though I know this is extra unfair in this circumstance because we don't have uh, prior year data. Of course, it's day one of running. We really don't have much to base this off of. But looking ahead to qualifying tomorrow, who are you feeling more confident in who do you think may be able to get to grips with it the most and pull it out the bag when it comes to grabbing that pole position
1: i think it's going to be more a mercedes track than the red bull track just have have a little suspicion that that's the way it's going to go um it seems to be a i mean the the teams are trying to look after the rear tires here quite a bit but that's actually punishing the the fronts a lot and in those circumstances the red bull can sometimes be a bit of a trickier car to handle than the than the Mercedes so when the rears are going off quite a lot um, and drivers are having to focus kind of manage that in the race then that shifts things towards the Red Bull so if if it becomes a track that's dictated by the the front's going off if it switches to a two stop I think potentially that could, could favour the, the Mercedes I think Valtteri Bottas as well I mean, Mercedes said today i have never seen him so relaxed so I think he's found a happy place with the car um, I think Mercedes unlocked quite a, quite a sweet setup last weekend so we're understanding more and more about this this car as we enter this final phase so I think yeah I'll go with Mercedes what about, what about Bottas then for Bo- okay. Bottas for pole position something a bit more a bit more um, different than just Lewis
2: yeah okay we'll take that we will definitely take that that is all from us today of course today we are going off of uh, the limited running that we saw today from the practice sessions uh but tomorrow when we come back we will have had qualifying so make sure to join us then so that we can unpack all of the action that we see and really dig into who is looking strong this weekend john thank you so much for joining me thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back tomorrow after quali
0: A huge thanks to today's sponsor for bringing the show to you for free. They are Party Casino, your first choice for sports betting. And, of course, Formula One, who will be the winner next time out? Who's your favourite? Who's the outsider? And who might you want to bet on? You can, of course, bet on this year's Drivers' Championship as it goes down to the wire. But not just Formula One. Check out the sports section of Party Casino for the Premier League, Championship, Bundesliga, or La Liga, or maybe all about tennis, horse racing, or MotoGP. Any one of 39 different sports in Party Casino. And hit the slots with the full Party Casino experience with jackpot slots, the best Vegas games, roulette in the live casino, and of course, blackjack as well. PartyCasino.com has now got a safer gambling section on the homepage, so you can play while staying safe, learn how betting works, and manage the time you spend online. So when you're ready, let's get the party started with 50 free spins on Starburst. How do you do it? You go to autosport.com slash partycasino in three easy steps. Sign up, make a deposit of 10 quid, and enjoy 50 free spins. That's autosport.com slash partycasino, open to UK residents over 18 years old. Read full terms and conditions at partycasino.com, and please gamble responsibly.
2: Board social podcast network.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.